Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Well guys, welcome to my very first episode of Parenthood. I am really excited to be starting this brand new series. Thank you for coming on the journey with me because this is hands down probably my favorite. um, It's not really a topic I talk about a lot, but it's a topic that I would be very much passionate about, which is all thing raising kids. So let me just give you a little bit of an intro into what this will be. Firstly, you, you guys were no help on my social media. <laughs> this week I did a bit of a, a poll saying, hey guys, would you rather this be an audio series or would you like to see it visually, um, of which you guys will split 50-50. And then I said, okay, well, if I did do visual, do you want to see it on YouTube or here on Instagram? On Instagram? And again, you guys were 50-50. So I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. So I might trial. I might do a bit of a series and trial it and see how we go. So anyway, for now, we will stick with the audio. So please make sure, as, as I said to you guys, this is not replacing the Wednesday episodes. This is on top of. So bit more pressure for me now to get two episodes out. Um, so this one will be coming out, uh, I think I'm going to pick a Monday. Um, and then the other episode, as per usual, will be coming out on a Wednesday. So uh, let me just give you a bit of an intro. So I've actually had people ask me for years and years and years to please, please, please write a parenting book. And I've got probably a million gazillion notes in my um, in my note section of my phone of all these different chapters that I could do. There's just so much, and I decided it would probably be easier to talk about it, um, and probably easier for you guys, especially if you're busy parents, to listen rather than to sit down and read. Um, so. I attribute, by the way, Cameron's and my parenting to all of the wonderful people that I have learned from. So really what you're going to hear here here on the podcast is, I guess, the regurgitated um, wisdom and uh, all the different things that I've learned over the years. And you'll hear about so many things, so many different things here on these following episodes. Um, So just to let you know, in case this is your first time listening and you haven't listened to me before or my other episodes, uh, this podcast has been going for a year now. Um, I'm a mum. I've been a mum for 20 years because I have a 20-year-old daughter and I've got two boys who are 17 and 15. By the way, Georgia is still 19. She's almost 20, literally in like a month's time, she'll be 20. Um, And they're really, really good kids. And well, I think they're good kids, but don't go by what I say, (laughs) because sometimes we can be biased. Um, And also, by the way, I've been a teacher for longer than what I've been a mum. I started teaching. I actually graduated teacher's college when I was 19 and I started teaching when I was 20. And I didn't have Georgia until I was 27. So I've been a teacher even longer. Um, you know, the measure to me of 
if my kids are good kids or not, I guess is how I see them treat and behave other people, how they treat other people and how they behave when I'm not around. Um, but my kids are really loved by their teachers, by their bosses, um, you know, by their youth leaders, like wherever they go, um, people really do speak highly of them. And so, um, you know, even my chiropractor, which is so funny, she's so taken by my kids. She's been seeing them for probably the last, I don't know, five or six years. And even she was like, please, you need to write a parenting book. So anyway, this is my attempt. Um, being a mum is literally the most important part of who I am alongside being a wife. And as you guys know, like I just said, I'm a teacher. I'm also a pastor. Cameron and I run Youth Alive. We run our own church. But you know, after my love for God, my family is the closest thing to my heart. And ever since I have literal conscious memory, I've wanted to be a mum. So even when I, my earliest memories of when I would play as a kid, I always used to put my teddy bears around me in like a semicircle on these little chairs and I would read to them, which I guess is my kind of teacher side coming out. But I always had a baby doll with me. I was always looking after a baby doll when I was little. Literally, I had one attached to me all the time. Even when I was walking, I would fully take my pram out everywhere I went. I wanted all girls, by the way, probably because I was living in a house full of girls, my mom and my sister and me. And I decided I wanted six kids. And if I had any boys, I would return them to the hospital. <laughs> Clearly that didn't happen. I've got two boys. Um, you know, if there's one thing that I've learned from other people, it's that great kids, having great kids doesn't happen accidentally. You don't accidentally raise really good kids. It really does take work. It takes wisdom. It takes learning. It takes being super intentional. It takes making mistakes and, uh, and then knowing you've made mistakes and correcting those mistakes. There's so much to being a mum or a dad. And I hope by the way that it's not just mums listening, but it's mums and dads. So I'm going to talk about everything I can think of over these podcasts. I'll take questions. So make sure you hit me up on social media. Um, I think I'll start off with trying to stick to 20 minute bursts because I know that often parents don't have more time than that. Um, and today might be a bit longer because I'm doing an intro. Um, I'll let you know the things Cameron and I have done. Uh, the things that worked, the things that didn't work. And by the way, you don't have to do things our way. The point of this podcast is not for you to, you know, do as I've done, but just to make you think and to make you be really intentional about every single aspect of parenting. You might not always agree with how I've done things and that's totally okay. But what I will say about that, and I will get to this later, is it's not about agreeing, but it's about looking at the, the results and the fruit. So you might not like my method of something, but I think it's really important to look at the outcome. So you might think that you've got a better way of doing something and that's great, but I will always challenge you to look at the result of that because that's what it's about at the end of the day. Um, also, I'm going to try and keep, I'm going to keep within my scope of experience, which is obviously birth to 20, um, which is, you know, I've got three kids, like I said. So the other thing I thought I'd do would be to start with something kind of funny each week, because I think we all need to laugh about parenting, because seriously, sometimes if we don't laugh, we'll probably cry. So let's get going on that. Um, I love all of the funny parenting quotes off Pinterest. That's where I get a lot of them from. 
So here's the first one because this relates to the holidays, which we've all just come off of. So here we go. First week of summer break, trips to the park, the beach and the zoo. Second week of summer break, the Wi-Fi is your mother now. I thought that was funny because we all start with really great intentions in the first week of the holidays and we structure the days and we're going to have fun. We're going to go out. And then after a week, we're like, oh my gosh, we've got like six weeks to go. I'm done. I'm out. Go watch TV. Go jump on the Wi-Fi. Anyway, I thought that was good. Those of you that are parents are probably like, yes. Alrighty. So let's get started on what I wanted to talk about today. And that is, I want to start by addressing this one question, the question that I think is the most important thing that you can ask when learning about parenting, and that is, who on earth should I listen to when it comes to parenting? Like, who should you, as a parent, as a mother, as a father, who should you listen to? Because there is so much advice out there. There's so many books, there's so many podcasts, like, hello, here's another one. (laughs) Uh, There's social media posts, there's Uh, you know, you can get advice off Facebook. There's so many experts. There's those that think they are experts. And so I want to start by talking about this really important thing that I think we should be super intentional about right from the very start, which is who we should listen to. And so I just want to share with you who I've listened to over the years and where I've gathered my information and my advice and my wisdom from over the years, um, because I just think that this alone can make or break our parenting. So there was a post that caught my eye the other day on Instagram. Uh, It just popped up on my popular feed. And it was this woman, it it was a selfie of a woman who was crying, which I always think is funny when someone literally has the uh, the presence of mind to actually take a photograph of themselves crying. Anyway, I was drawn to it because I really love to know people's stories and I wanted to know, oh my gosh, like, why is she crying? What was making her sad? So I started reading the post and I was waiting for, you know, a tragedy or an event, a sad story, but there was none. What she was crying about and posting about was the fact that she wanted everyone to know how hard it was to be a mother. And that's why she was crying because she was finding it hard to be a mum. And I just remember going, what the heck? Like, why would you post a photograph of yourself crying for a start, let alone about being a mum? And the thing that I thought about was, can you actually imagine taking that picture? Like I remember every now and then as a kid, when I'd cry, I'd go into the bathroom to look in the mirror at what I looked like. And I always end up laughing because it's funny watching yourself cry. Um, but actually I found it quite funny, but I do understand what this lady was trying to do. Like she was being vulnerable and, you know, real and authentic about how hard it is to be a parent. And absolutely it is really hard to be a parent. It's the hardest job in the world. I've had many hard moments. I've had obviously moments full of joy, but I wanted to encourage you guys today that it might be hard, but it's actually one of the most rewarding things that you can do in life. The Bible says that our children are our blessing. And even though, yes, we're going to have hard days, it's in those times that we need to remember what God says, and that is that our children are actually a blessing. But what that post brought to my mind was that 
I've actually never gone to social media for answers to what I consider life's most important question, which is how the heck do I be a really great mum? And I just thought it was interesting that she obviously has an audience there, um, but I've never, ever gone to social media to answer that question for me. It is not one of the places I go to find out my parenting questions or my parenting issues, like how do I raise great kids? I do not find that. I will not find that on social media. What do I do when my three-year-old's throwing a tanty in the shop? And boy, do I have some some stories to tell about that. How the heck do I watch my 17-year-old drive off on their own for the first time? That's gut-wrenching. Wait till you get to that stage if you haven't already. How will I feel when I drop my last kid off to school? For the first time? How do I prepare myself to be an empty nester one day? There's just so many questions. How do I make sure my kids love God and value him? These are real and serious questions and trying to find answers from too many people and sources is just plain out confusing. There is so much conflict out there of how to do things. And while it's good to gather lots of information from lots of different people, my approach to parenting has always been quite intentional and quite different. I've been very careful about who I watch and who I listen to and who I share with and who I ask questions of. And there's basically, I can break it down to three categories of people that I've ever gone to when it comes to raising our kids. The first one is my husband, obviously, because we are in this together. Um, So let me just talk about that one for a minute. So I'm going to talk a lot more about this in coming episodes, but let's just say for now that it's really important that you're on the same page with your partner when it comes to parenting because kids will sniff out for a second if you're not unified. So that requires a lot of talking and a lot of um, communication between you. So the first thing I've always done first and foremost, is to go to Cameron and for us to talk about things together. Um, Now, Cameron tended to trust me more when they were little because I had a lot more experience with kids. But sometimes he would step back and let me take the lead, but other times I would uh, take a step back and I'd let him take the lead. So a really basic example here is when we were weaning Georgia off her dummy. Now, I'm going to talk about this at another time, but I'm a bit of a softy and he's a little bit more of the tough one. So he kind of took the lead on that. So it's really important that you're able to understand your partner's weaknesses and strengths when it comes to parenting so that you together um, become a great strength when you put your strengths together and you understand each other's weaknesses. So that's the first one. The second place that I would go to always, and I actually had to have someone remind me of this early on in the piece, and that was to actually go to God. Now, you might not have a relationship with God here um, if you're listening to this podcast, and that's totally fine. But for me, I have got a great relationship with God, and I believe that I have the Holy Spirit with me to guide me and to lead me. And this was quite a revelation to me. My dear friend and pastor said to me one day, because I remember saying to her, my gosh, I don't know what to do. And I was asking her a question about something. And she just reminded me, you know, Renee, you've got the Holy Spirit with you because he knows you better than anyone. He knows your child better than anyone. So why don't you actually ask him to help you and to guide you? And I know that just sounds like that shouldn't be rocket science, but that was a real revelation to me that I could actually bring God into the really 
practical aspects of my parenting. And I'm talking about anything, anything at all that I've always within two seconds have got God right there to say, God, help me, help me here. I don't know what to do. So make it a habit to go to him first. So then my top two, going to my husband and going to God. But the third one is where I really wanted to kind of focus on. And that is, I think that the people that we should go to for our parenting are those who have good parenting fruit already. So friends um, whose parenting and whose children that I wanted to emulate. That is my number one rule when it comes to parenting. And I can't stress this enough. And this is the principle I just want to focus on for a moment. And I live by this principle, not only in parenting, but every sphere in our lives, watch people's fruit. Um, But I just want to talk about it in the parenting arena for a moment. I will only watch, learn, and ask questions and glean from parents who I think have good fruit when it comes to raising their kids. Now, how do we know, pretty basic question, how do we know if a parent has got good fruit, if they've got kids uh, who have got good fruit? And you can just easily suss this one out by asking yourself this question. Do they have kids who are a pleasure to be around? Think about that for a moment. Think about, I know over the years I've had really close friends and then they've had kids (laughs) and you holiday and you go, oh my gosh. That's uh, not exactly how I would parent. But then, like I said, we've actually got in a previous podcast I've talked about, we've got some really good friends who all of our kids get along and it's a pleasure to holiday with them. And needless to say that that friend of mine is someone I've gone to. Do I want my kids to be like their kids one day? And can I say that for me, there were actually very few people I could say that of, but I did have a really nice handful of people when I was first starting out with my parenting. So that's kind of a super important question. So, you know, do you like how their family relates and functions? Do you admire their marriage? So look at every aspect of their family life. You know, sometimes you might perhaps feel like I'm being a little bit uh, tough maybe with some of the advice that I give, but I, I just, I want you to know that it does take some tough love um, and some tough decision-making to be a parent. And I'm not telling you anything that I haven't been told myself and that I haven't, uh, that Cameron and I haven't done ourselves. But a few years ago, I remember there was this trend of posting on social media about your kids. And I remember there was a leader who did this really long post about their kids and their parenting. And it went something down the lines of, you know, my kid throws tantrums at the shops and I've got no idea what to do. And I often feed junk to them every night because, um, you know, we're so busy at church and they go to bed late night after night. And I've really got no idea what I'm doing, but Hey, guess what? We're raising champions and we're amazing. And our kids are going to be absolute champions. And I remember that post really bothered me because I know that it doesn't work that way. We don't get a free pass in parenting because we don't know what we're doing. We have to learn what to do. You know, it would be like me putting up a post about my teaching and in the name of being vulnerable and real and authentic, imagine if I posted about how I've got no idea what I'm doing when I'm teaching. Imagine if I'm like, hey, I often don't plan lessons or I plan last minute and the kids are often out of control in class and I don't know what behavior management strategy to use, but hey, 
the kids in my class, they're going to be a bunch of champions who are going to top the school by the end of the year. I've got this. Nobody would want their kid in my class. It doesn't work that way. I'm not a hero because I admit I have no clue what I'm doing. In fact, what I'm doing there is I'm being irresponsible. It's my responsibility. It's your responsibility to learn, to find out what to do, to glean from others, and then to go do our best. And that's how parenting works. Our kids don't become champions and heroes accidentally. If our kid is throwing a tantrum at the shops and we don't know what to do, you know what? That's a problem. And believe me, I've walked that one out and I'm going to do a whole episode on that because I learned early on that if a boy in particular doesn't learn to obey his mum before he is three years of age, you are guaranteed problems when they become 13, 14 and 15. And when I learned that, I knew it wasn't good enough for me not to know what to do with my kid when they have a tantrum. Does that mean that I'm going to be the perfect parent and he's going to always stop throwing tantrums? No, it means he's going to throw tantrums at the shops, but it's my job to know what to do. You know, as a as a teacher, it is an issue if your kid goes to bed late every night. It is an issue if you can't get your kid to sleep because do you know what? As a teacher, I've worked in Christian schools where the kids are absolutely exhausted morning after morning because they've gone to bed super late because they've been at church things. So there is a consequence to our parenting at every single stage of our parenting. So I started thinking about parenting even before I had kids. That's why I hope that there's people on here listening who don't even have kids yet, but you're already thinking about what kind of parent that you want to be. There was a group of mums at the school where I was first teaching, and these families were all from the same church, and all of the kids, and let me tell you, there are a lot of kids between all of them. All of the kids were absolutely beautiful. The boys, the girls, they were the best kids to teach. They were the best kids to be around. And I remember thinking to myself, I want my kids to be like those kids someday. They just were the most gorgeous human beings I have ever taught. So do you know what I did? I went to each of those mums and I used to say to them, and remember, I'm like 20 at the time. I'm not even married, no kids. And I said to them, what is it that you've done with your kids? And there was a common thread, by the way, that all of them were doing a particular thing. And again, I'm going to share this in later podcasts. And do you know, to this day, 25 years later, I am still Facebook friends with some of those mums. And I remember one of them in particular, I always would say to her, oh my gosh, I just want my daughter. If I have a daughter one day, I want her to be like Julia. Her name was this little girl. And so, you know, I'm still Facebook friends with those mums. But I went to the people who had the fruit. I looked at their kids and I'm like, that's what I want my kids to be like. And then I went and I asked the questions and I gleaned from those mums and dads on what they were doing. So the best thing that you can do is find someone whose kids you one day want yours to be like and ask them questions. And then, do you know what? Don't just ask them questions. Do what they tell you. Emulate what they've done. You know, my friends and I, for example, all followed a program, uh, a sleeping program, and 
all of our kids slept through the night by three months, except one of my really stubborn ones <laughs> took about five months, but still. Now, I'm not talking one or two friends that had two or three kids and it was just good, you know, potluck. I'm talking about 10 of my friends followed this same program. Between us, we had almost 30 kids. Same result with every single kid. Every kid, when you followed this program, slept through the night by three months. And there was a lot more to it than just sleep as well. And, you know, I hear mums, you know, obviously are now that complain because they're so exhausted about their kids not sleeping through. And I see it on social media all the time, all the time. But, you know, over the years, only two mums have actually asked me what I did. And both of them listened. And guess what? Both of them now have kids who slept through the night very early on. Um, I had one recently who told me that she would tell her entire mum's group, she'd be like, my pastor says, da, 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 and she would tell them what I would say. And she said, oh, some of them wouldn't listen and some of them kind of did, but none of them really did it. But she's the only one who has got kids, young kids who sleep through the night. So I'm going to do a few sessions on that and why it's so important. But the point is, you know, don't be the blind leading the blind. I don't ask parenting questions on Facebook because I really don't want the advice from a hundred different people. I want it from the one or the two or the three that I trust who have been there, who have done that, who I know from watching have good fruit in that area. So like I said, you don't have to do all of the things that Cameron and I have done. I'll talk about what we've done. I'll talk about what worked, what didn't work. Um, and you have to do what works best for you. But what I want you to do is to keep in mind, what is the fruit of that? You know, if you want to co-sleep with your kid until they're three, go for it. But think about the consequences first and also think about the reason. Is it that you would prefer that your child doesn't co-sleep with you, but you just can't get them to do what you want, which is sleep in their own bed? If that's the reason that you're co-sleeping, then you've actually got a deeper problem that's going to manifest itself later on. And that problem is that your child is running your house and not you. They're learning not to do what you say. And so you need to address that. What is the consequence of co-sleeping for your marriage? Um, what will you do when you have another child? And maybe you truly have your own philosophy on why you like co-sleeping and you've thought it through. In that case, and I'd say, go for it, but just look at the fruit of every decision that you make. Um, you know, look at how are the mums going now who co-slept. Uh, look at them not just now at the age of 10 months or one or two, have a look at those kids at six, seven, and eight. What are they like? Are they good kids? Are they kids that have good sleep patterns? You know, so they're all the kind of questions you need to ask yourself. All right, so there we go. This was a little bit longer today because I did the intro, but your big takeaway, our big takeaway is choose wisely who you will listen to when it comes to parenting. All right, so can you answer that question right now? Just think about that for a moment. Who are you going to for advice? Are you going to anyone? Why are you going to them? And do they have good fruit in the parenting arena? What books are you reading? That's another example, which I will share with you over the coming months as well. Now, if you aren't happy with your answer, then you know what? You've got the power right now to change that and to go, you know what? I, I don't, don't have anyone in my life who whose parenting I look up to speaking into my life in that area. And guess what? You have the power to change that. And even if you don't have someone close up, 
watch someone from a distance for a while. That's another great way. Um, And then maybe go up and ask them some questions, but at least watch and be observant. So that's your big takeaway. And that's your homework for this week to be able to answer that question. Honestly, who who are we going to um, as parents and are they the wisest choice and do they have good parenting fruit and good kid fruit? So there you are, guys. Well done. I am so excited that that is our first parenting episode over and done with. And uh, if you've got particular questions, I'll pop out a few polls on Instagram, but make sure you come and follow me on girlnextdoor.podcast on social media. And I cannot wait to be with you. Tune back on Wednesday for my usual Girl Next Door, and then I'll be back next week with another Parenthood episode. Have a great week until then. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media girlnextdoor.podcast.